This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, party people. My name is Dara and I am the host of Dear Hallmark. This is a space where we talk shop about Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, up tv and great american family i hope you are having a good start to your week i hope you ate a good breakfast a fantastic lunch a splendid dinner i hope you got your taxes done i hope you cleaned behind the microwave i just hope you i hope you got the kids to bed or got them up or got them to their after school activities got the car washed whatever it is you're doing as you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you. The world needs more of you and cheers to you. Y'all, I have some news for you this week. I mean, I always bring you news every week, but this week in particular, wrote, it will really bake your noodle if you haven't been on social media. So lately, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they have been doing this marketing campaign if you will where they will put silhouettes of people to advertise or in this case announce new mysteries that will be coming to the network they did that with uh did they do that with sweeney i think they did that with sweeney and matheson they did that with Paul and Amy Garcia they did that with Lacey and Will Kemp's announcement and this announcement right here, I am just going to go ahead and read you the article. I'm not even going to hold you. Are you ready? Hallmark's Aurora Tea Garden franchise to return with prequel movie led by new stars. That's the headline. Hallmark is reimagining one of its most popular long-running mystery movie franchises. Oops, sorry, I have my laptop here. I'm reading from it. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, which aired 18 movies from 2015 through early 2022, will return with a prequel film, Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, Something New. Led by a new cast, E.T. can exclusively reveal. Filming will begin shortly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Skylar Samuels from the Gabby Petito story and The Gifted. And then we have Evan Roderick from A Tale of Two Christmases and Autumn in the City. They will step into the shoes of young Aurora Teagarden and young Arthur Smith, respectively. Now, Arthur Smith was played by Peter Benson. Aurora Teagarden, we know, was played by Candace Cameron Bure. Mary Lou Henner, who played Aurora's mother, Aida Teagarden, in the franchise, is set to reprise her role. That's the one thing that, that kind of makes me go, eh, I mean, do we really want to do that? If we're starting fresh, let's start fresh. I mean, if it's something new, let it be something new. But I understand they still want to hook the other, 
you know, the longstanding fans of Aurora Tea Garden to this by bringing in someone familiar. Oh my gosh, if they bring in a young Lillian, that would just be, but she's not working at a library. She's a TA. Mm. Well, we'll see. But I think that's the one thing that makes me go, eh, is um, casting Mary Lou Henner. But I mean, Mary Lou Henner is a dream. She is a dream, which is a wish your heart makes. And I love to see her on my screen. So that's not going to not make me watch, you know. Let's get into the synopsis of this bad boy. E.T. says that Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, Something New, takes place during Aurora's post-college days when she finds herself back home in Lawrenceton. While her mother, Aida, struggles to keep her newfound real estate business, Aurora supports herself by working as a teacher's assistant in a crime fiction class and waitresses at the local diner at night where she shares her love of researching true crime with her friend Sally and police officer Arthur. When Sally's fiancé doesn't show up at their wedding rehearsal, maid of honor Aurora gets Arthur to help her search for him. When they discover a body, everyone assumes it is Sally's. Sorry, when they discover a body, everyone assumes it is Sally's tardy groom. But when it turns out to be someone else, Sally's fiancé becomes the main suspect. Our viewers have been waiting for more adventures with Aurora and her friends. What better way to do that than to take them back to when the young amateur sleuth was just coming into her own, said Emily Merlin, development manager of programming at Hallmark Media. The Aurora Tea Garden franchise is a fan favorite, and we're excited to share this new chapter with viewers. The Aurora Tea Garden movies are based on characters and novels by Charlene Harris and launched in April 2015 with its first film, Aurora Tea Garden, A Bone to Pick. The latest movie, the 18th in the series, Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries Haunted by Murder, premiered February 2022. The franchise was led by former Hallmark star Candace Cameron Bure as the eponymous heroine alongside Peter Benson, who played Arthur, and Lexa Doig, who played Sally. Bure departed the network last April. So how are we feeling about this? What Seeing this post led or seeing this article and this announcement I was very kerfuffled I remember being at work all just kerfuffled and I'm like what the kerfuffle is going on and so I said we need to have a town hall something's gotta we gotta meet in the middle of town square and have a town hall and so what I did was I, I made a post and I just said how are we feeling about these new mysteries I I'm not and so I want to read to you some of y'all's comments, what you guys posted on the Instagrams and on the Facebook. So everything about Hallmark said she's excited. Catherine from Suspenders and Buttons said, I am new within the last year to, to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, as I didn't have the channel. So she has so much to catch up on. Let's see. Um, ah, here we go. Excite. This is... Um, Ooh, me Zania M. Oh gosh, I feel like I botched that up. 
excited. I still haven't watched all of the older ones yet, but I'm glad they're making more. It's my favorite genre to watch. D underscore Keel 2020 says, loving the mysteries, need mystery 101, chronicle mysteries and cut color murder. Our hitter 94 says, dear Hallmark, I'm here for it. I have a nice Merlot and cheese plate ready. When I tell you our hitter is ready to keep us sophisticated and fine in this place, she's the one to do it. Now, Sherbs 10 says, it's hard to get invested anymore. They keep changing things and don't renew ones you fall in love with. Crossword, 101, murder she baked, sad face emoji. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, I got to read this one. This one's a little essay. Amanda Moon 913 says, I'm excited they're putting out some new ones, plus new ones, plus new tones to them, like mystery comedy. And they're giving some attention to established series. Gives me some hope for Mystery 101 and Crossword Mysteries. Excited for the next Hannah Swenson. Wish Haley Dean could have had a wedding at least to wrap up. My bummer is always when a series seemingly ends off a, clim- off a cliffhanger or is left incomplete and the story is just hanging. I love the Sign Sealed Delivered series, but if they don't make if they don't make any more, at least the characters are all in a good place. Feeling like they should have left the Aurora series alone without original cast. Some brief thoughts. <laughs> Laughing face emoji. <laughs> Bumblebee Ruth one says, I'm a fan of the mysteries, but I'm not sure of reviving Aurora as a prequel. Still want more mystery 101 chronicles and crossword. Alaska 620 says, I honestly could use more mysteries. Give me the new ones. Give me old ones. Give me an annual SSD movie and at least one more mystery 101. And this is where I was, I was, I, Mystery 101 is the one that I've been hearing the most hullabaloo about over Aurora. Not to, I know Aurora has an established fan base and they're thickest thieves. But if anything, what I've been hearing on the Instagram streets and even the Facebook streets is that Mystery 101 is the desired mystery that, that in my opinion, deserves a sequel. So hopefully, now that Jill Wagner has finished filming Lioness, Hopefully there can be some talks with uh, the movement of a, a new installment of Mystery 101. I'm just very, very nervous with, um, honestly, and I'm, I'm keeping it real, y'all. Y'all know we, we keep it straight here, no chasers. I'm a little bit nervous, though, with the direction that they're moving with the mysteries, that if they were to do a next installment, it would do the series more of a disservice than a service. As much as I would want another one, just given the different tone that they are trying to bring to the mysteries, and because we have, you know, they, they kind of reset to factory settings in terms of who's in corporate and leadership and things like that. It, we, you know, will it be the mystery 101 that we want? You know, that's, that's something to think about. Think of the different mysteries that we've received so far. And like, do we, do we want another mystery 101 that could possibly be like that? You know, so that's something to think about. That is something to think about. And another news, <laughs> um, over the weekend, or 
over the week, actually, um, Hallmark had an event celebrating the launch of a partnership with Plus Play, which is a streaming hub for Verizon. And they were celebrating Hallmark Movies Now being available on that platform. And so you got, they showed um, people taking pictures in front of this beautiful flower backdrop. And so everybody was in there thick. You had Brooke Dorsey, Nikki DeLoach, Andy McDowell looking like, woof, that woman came in styling and profiling. Bo, Bo Murchoff from Ride, he was there. Jonathan Bennett, Ryan Pavey, Neil Bledsoe, who I missed to pieces. I haven't seen him on Instagram. Tyler Hines was there. Holly Robinson, Pete, Ashley Williams, Jack Wagner, and so much more. So that was cute to see them all out and, and politic and, and whatever with each other. I enjoy that, seeing them get to be with one another um, outside of the movies and such. So that was cool. Well, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. And when I come back, it's time to get into this weekend's past movie starring Kimberly Sestad and Brooks Darnell in The Game of Love. So stay tuned. Welcome back, my friends. So, Game of Love was a highly anticipated movie as it starred the incomparable Kimberly Sustad and the ever so slick and smooth Mr. Brooks Darnell. The synopsis. Let me give you my synopsis. So, Brooks is a marketing guru. Kimberly is a game designer. Um, Kimberly is like, I work by myself. I don't need nobody. I just need my space and I need y'all to shut up so I can work. And she's been tasked with designing a, a game about love. And so they brought in Brooks's character, Matthew, to consult from a marketing perspective. And the head honcho or the team developer, whatever you want to call the the her higher up, her boss, her supervisor put Matthew with her for them to develop the game together. And they could not be polar, like more polar opposites. And so over the course of the movie, they go through different um, situations that helps them develop the game of love and in them and, uh, you know, surely, slowly but surely develop love themselves. Okay. Y'all. So my expectations going in, not gonna lie to you. Okay. So when I first saw that Kimberly and Brooks Darnell were going to be paired together, at first I said, ooh, and then I said, hmm, and I thought it was really going to be dependent on the story to see how their chemistry would fare because I never would have thought to pair them together. We've never seen them together before. So... I was very curious what that was going to look like. And then, of course, as time went on, we got a fully developed synopsis. We began to see teasers and trailers and sneak peeks and previews. I was cautiously optimistic. 
because of how, and I said this in the last, the last segment, because of how Hallmark has been moving, sometimes their experimental leaps are, you know, they're, they're a touchdown. And other times, they're air balls. So I was like, oof, really, I, I couldn't call it. I couldn't call it. And honestly, you guys, after watching this movie, I still can't call it. I remember talking with an online friend of mine. At, and we were DMing each other live as we were watching the movie on Saturday evening. And... I just said, I still can't call it. Like, I still don't know what to make of this movie. And it was 9.15. It was 9.15 and I still couldn't feel out the movie. I It felt like it started to go in a certain direction and then it would pivot. And then it would go in another direction and then it would pivot. And then it would go in another direction and then it would pivot to the point where I couldn't I didn't know what I was watching or where I was being led anymore and that could be a metaphor for the game of love that could be a metaphor for life I don't know but just as how those camera transitions were very jarring I got dizzy after a while that's how I felt the story was for this movie it felt very, I don't know if I want to use the word disjointed, but it felt like it was trying to do too much at once. It almost, everything felt a little forced. And I also, I talked with my sister the day after on Sunday about this because she had just watched it. She watched it like the replay on Sunday and immediately FaceTimed me and she said, Okay, I just watched The Game of Love. And I said, uh-huh. And she said, and we just kind of like looked at each other. And I cracked up and she said, you tell me first what you think. <laughs> and now me and my sister, just to qualify what I'm getting ready to say, my sister and I, on some things, we're like dead on the ringer. And on other things, we are polar opposites. For instance, we both adored a pair's proposal. However, she heavily enjoyed a royal corgi christmas whereas i was bored out of my mind and she also loves roadhouse romance as where i was bored out of my mind so it's a hit and miss between us but there are those rare occasions where we agree on a movie that we love but this one it was so we actually felt the same she said, yeah, Dara, like, I I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't really feel it. Between. And I I felt the same way. It was really hard to follow what what the what message they were trying to get across, if if that's the the phrase I want to use. Because in the beginning, they were pushing mad hard that Audrey, Kimberly's character, was kind of like a plain Jane. She doesn't, like, you know, she just wears Converse's leggings and a hoodie. Like, that's what she lives in. She doesn't do much. She doesn't need to do much because she's not trying to conform. She's not about the trends, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Matthew, Brooks Darnell's character, they were pushing mad hard. 
trans, trans, you want to make a drinking game? See how many times they say trans within the first 40 minutes of this movie. Trendy, trendy, all about the trends. And I'm trendy. Matthew is trendy. You know, got to be all about the trends with his style. Got to be all about the trends with his interior design. But I didn't see, we didn't keep that same energy throughout the movie. So I was like, well, then why did it matter if he was trendy? If we didn't keep that throughout the movie? I don't, I don't. I was a, a little bit confused with that. And I, oh God. Y'all, it it was it was it was a lot. And I'm processing my thoughts out now with you guys. Normally I do my YouTube video first to kind of give like my first impression, but I wanted to talk this through with my podcast people first because there is something like this is this deserves a longer conversation than what I would put on YouTube. So I loved the word with friends or wordle, whatever the new term is now. I love that thread throughout. I kind of had an idea, but I didn't. That um, And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, pause it now. But I kind of had an idea that Brooks Darnell was the guy on the other end. But the way they even resolved that wasn't satisfying. I think like they started a lot. So like they started a lot of strings, but never tied them all together. So we're just left hanging, dangling in the air. And then when they, and then the ending, I didn't, mm, the ending didn't come together. When she cried, I, I wasn't emotion. I wasn't emotionally impacted. It didn't do anything for me. I felt like, we didn't give enough room for the affection to breathe. I feel like we spent 75% of the movie hating each other, which understandably so because they are in fact opposites, but there was never this undercurrent of building affection. The affection began to build like at from 9.30 to 10 o'clock. And that's when I'm like, hold on, smooth operator. We saw Brooks giving her the eyes, throwing her smiles, doing stuff like that, you know. And I, it's just, I, I, I wish, I wish this, I wish the affection could have been built earlier. Because then I feel like the ending would have been more earned. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like the ending was earned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved the planetarium scene. That was probably my favorite scene. The observatory um, I'm trying to think. The other supporting characters, like the romance that was forced with the older lady and that older gentleman, not necessary. This is giving me where your heart belongs tease. With where your heart belongs starring Chris Russell and Jen Lilly. 
that was a cornucopia of a blended mess. Now, this isn't a mess per se. This is just a blend that didn't feel right in the end. It just felt like they were doing too much and it felt forced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it felt really forced. And I, it didn't feel right. But oddly enough, I would watch it again because I love Kimberly and I love Brooks Darnell. I mean, when I, <laughs> that man right there, listen. Okay. If you watch Advice to Love by, you know what Brooks can bring in the charm and the sizzler department. Okay. You know what he can bring. And I wanted him to put on the turbo jetpack for this one. I understand they wanted to do a little quirky enemies to lovers thingamajigga. But I think they were trying too hard to do a quirky enemies to lovers thingamajigga. So, man, I I can't even tell you how... Here is what is the biggest kerfuffle of them all. Because while this movie cut me up harder than a razor blade, I still have it higher in my ranking than where I want to place it because of the movies that we've received this year. This is so odd. It's so odd. If I were to tell you where it is in my ranking right now, let me bring it. It's probably five or six. It's number five right now. Just to give you a preview of my ranking. So I have it. I have Game of Love at number five. Then I have Wedding Veil Expectations. Nicole's Pen Pal, The Love Club. Welcome to Valentine's number eight. Wedding, Wedding Veil Journeys number nine. Dog Lovers with a Side of Dating is number 10. And Avalanche in a Can is number 11. It's crazy that this is, I don't want to rate this at number five because I don't think it should be that high, but I would watch Game of Love before any of those movies I just listed because I love Kimberly and I love Brooks. Dang, those people can act. <sighs> Y'all, I'm so conflicted with this. So conflicted. I want to give it two and a half. Because I don't like the story and the camera with the transitions made me so dizzy. But I want to give it a three because I, I, I appreciate the push and trying to be fresh and trying to be quirky and trying to do enemies to lovers. And can we shout out how they were trying to do the five love languages? I saw y'all with the five, what is it, the indigo love indicators or whatever. Y'all ain't slick. And then they had Kimberly use the word starlight. I said, y'all ain't slick because she was in Christmas by Starlight with Paul Campbell. Y'all ain't slick. I caught all of that wide receiver touchdown. I caught it. It's so interesting that they were trying to do a play off the five love languages, though. But that I, I, I peep game. I peep game. But I, for some odd reason, I would still watch that movie. And I don't know why. I don't know why. And then we had Homie from um, Journey to the Middle of My Eagle Heart. 
make a cameo as her first date in the beginning with 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 the suit on the homie with the suit when she was in the 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 the, the fancy bougie joint and then gonna have the nerve oh i had to be somewhere sir you had to be with me oh he made me so mad i'm back y'all i'm back but he made me so mad yeah so i'm glad i could talk this out with you guys because I just had so many thoughts and yeah, this one is a tricky one and I'm going to need to hear what you guys think about Game of Love. So I'm jostling between 2.5 and 3 stars. Maybe should we cut our losses and do 2.75? I never give quarter ratings, but I feel like in this instance, I need to cut the difference and just do 2.75. So 2.75 crowns, which is, which is wild unto me. It's 2.75 crowns, but it's higher in my ranking than expectations because I would watch Game of Love before I watch Expectations. Again, because Sustad and Darnell. Ooh, this is a tricky, what a trick. Wow. What a first quarter. What a first quarter. And we're almost finished. Our last movie for this first quarter is going to be Chris Palaha's. And um, that's next Saturday. And we'll talk about that in our weekend watching guide. But my, this first quarter, (laughs) this first quarter is a very, very interesting. So there is a link in the show notes. Where you can leave me a voice message. Now, a young lady named Candace, she hit me up on my DMs with a voice message because she said Anchor is a hater. I need Spotify for podcasters to get it together so that people can leave me a voice message, okay? So she left me a voice message in my DMs um, about the Up TV Flirty February episode, which I want, I hope you guys enjoyed it because I thoroughly enjoyed recording it and talking about up tv and just its transformation from what it was when i was growing up to what it is now and talking about flirty february because i happened i watched all of up tv's flirty february movies so be sure to check out that episode if you haven't already i think it is worth your ears especially if you're someone who either forgets about up tv or you wasn't even checking for up tv in the first place i think after listening to that episode you might want to but getting back to Candace, Candace said that um, in terms of the Happy Camper book, she said, Dara, I listened to this before I got on a plane, got downloaded the book and read it in one sitting. Sis, you better go ahead and do the daggone thing. She read the Happy Camper, which I haven't read yet. I've only seen the movie. So I'm very curious to see how the book relates to the movie. Speaking of which, we have a book club where we do that, and it's the Dear Hallmark Book Club. There's a link in the show notes where you can join, and what we do is we read the books that Hallmark movies are based off of. Now, I could put a poll out to the people, and we can invite UpTV to the club too, but our latest book that we just read is was The Secret Ingredient. And Nancy Nagel, the author, actually popped into the book club, y'all, and was answering our questions. So you got to make sure you, you, you subscribe or join the book club because if you're a reader like me and you're an avid Hallmark watcher like me, you want to make sure that you're there. Also, 
I want to take this time to announce that the next book club pick is going to be Love by Chance. It is a Hallmark publishing title. And this one is going to be very different because the movie was made before the book. The movie came out 2016. The book was published through Hallmark Publishing in 2021. Let that bake your noodle. (laughs) So, book club will commence on April 18th at 7 p.m. on Facebook. You want to make sure you get the book, watch the movie. I'll come back here and report if the movie is on Hallmark Movies now or if it's on Amazon for you to consume so you can get it. Well, you guys, what I'm going to do is take another break. And when we come back, we're going to get into your weekend watching guide for this week. So stay tuned. All right, y'all. So let's get into this weekend watching guide. I have three movies for you this weekend that you're going to want to check out. Make sure you either watch it live or get your DVR ready to record. So first up is Mothership, Hallmark Channel. We have Christopher Palaha and Nadia Alta starring in Winning Team. This is our Saturday night movie coming on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here is the synopsis. Pro soccer player Emily teams up with a small town coach named Ian to lead her niece's team to the playoffs after she finds herself no longer in the game. This is giving me game, set, match, or game, set, love energy. Y'all remember that tennis movie that we were heavily sleeping on that ended up being one of the best of the year? This is what I'm feeling for winning team. I saw the sneak peek during Game of Love, and I said, oh, I'm going to like that leading lady. She was giving me the energy that I want. I, I, I was feeling that for sure. For sure, for sure. Next, on Sunday, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is giving us our mystery for the month called The Cases of Mystery Lane, starring Paul Campbell and Amy Garcia. So, when Alden goes behind his wife's back to take classes in hopes of becoming a private investigator, a homework assignment entangles him in a murder investigation per the network. Now, was that supposed to be in there? Per the network. What is the network? What is it? Hmm. <laughs> Birdie just may hold the keys to solving the mystery, but Alden will have to come clean to find out. Alden will have to come clean to find out. Only Alden suspects that Birdie might be hiding secrets of her own. It's giving Mr. and Mrs. Smith meets Hallmark. And I'm here for it. I'm also here for a Paul Campbell mystery because we've seen him do more of the serious ones with a Godwink Christmas. We've seen him be... You know, out and out, just humorous in Christmas by Starlight, Three Men and B- Three Wise Men and a Baby. I'm ready to see them hit 
see him in this context. And I am incredibly excited for this. Hopefully he's not too serious and we can get some humor because there are not many mystery movies for Hallmark that make me just belly laugh. And I feel like Paul Campbell is our opportunity to really have a funny mystery, especially a funny mystery series. So, yes. Lastly, and this one airs on Sunday, if I didn't mention that. Lastly, also on Sunday, airing simultaneously with the cases of Mystery Lane, on Up TV, they are having the network premiere of a movie called God Bless the Broken Road. Now, if you remember from my Up TV Flirty February episode, during the months of March and April, more so basically the time of Lent, because of Up TV's background, they do right not do right, but they take heed to observe that time and play less romance and more inspirational and inspirational and Christian movies during that time. So here is the synopsis for God Bless the Broken Road. While grieving the loss of her husband, a financially struggling widow meets a race car, excuse me, meets a race car driver. That's the synopsis. That's all they gave me. <laughs> That's all I got, y'all. That's all I got. So if you're interested, you can be sure to hit that DVR and record it if you'd like. Um, but yeah, we're probably not going to get any more romances from Up TV until May. Um, because again, they observe the time of Lent and Easter and play more inspirational um, Christian movies and content during that time they also have a i think i recorded last year they had an easter special like an easter concert special which brought me back to their roots man now the concert was interesting because it was covid so it, it like they were performing to no one so it was interesting but um hopefully this year they'll they'll actually be able to perform in front of some people because they had almost all of my favorite um favorite people they had Corinne Hawthorne Jordan Armstrong like a lot in the R&B and a little bit in the Christian hip-hop space and I really appreciated that and that concert is put on by the Stellar Awards which is a gospel awards um almost like the Grammys of the gospel industry gospel music industry um they've been around for either 25 or 30 years and the Stellar Awards are specifically for the gospel music genre. And if I be frank, it's basically for black music. And the Dove Awards are for, for white. Or the K-Love Fan Awards and the Dove Awards are for white music. Within cr the Christian music industry. If we're being if we're being for real, y'all. This is just the true tea. The real of what it is. However, I do think the Dove Awards and the Gospel Music Association who put on the Dove Awards are slowly but surely trying to make strides to be more inclusive of a different genres of Christian music, including rap, hip hop, R&B and rock and gospel. Um, and even in people who host and perform at the awards, um, having people like Ty Tribbett host and um having people like jonathan mcreynolds perform so they are making more strides to that however the solo awards they are strictly black gospel music and even in that they don't even honor in my opinion they don't truly honor hip-hop like i feel like it needs to be they just go with whatever's trending on the billboard charts honestly but then we're getting off into another conversation that's what my other podcast is for that i have with my god brother where we talk about christian music so 
in any event, let's get back to Hallmark land. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Dear Hallmark. I really want to know what you guys thought about Game of Love. So please leave me a voice message. Holler at me on, on Instagram or Facebook or leave a comment under the YouTube channel. Because the YouTube, I'm a little bit more animated and theatrical with my my take. Because I, I'm passionate about this, man. You know? So I I I want to make sure that that comes across, you know. So be sure to leave me a comment on any one of those platforms. And you can get to any of those platforms through the links in the show notes. And with that being said, you guys, we're going to have such a good week. Tomorrow is, or the next episode, I should say, is going to be the first of the Dear Hallmark Masterclass series, which I announced on Instagram. I was so inspired by an interview that I did, which I won't tell you which one yet, but I was inspired by an interview I did to learn more and hopefully give you guys more information on what it takes in some of the roles behind the scenes of the movies that we love. So we are getting into the nitty gritty with director Brandon Clark in the next episode. And we talk like he literally, he uses words. I was like, bro, could you, um, what does that mean? What does that mean? And what, huh? What is like he 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 goes in to what's a day in his life? Like he really, we really get into it because I want to give you guys the the ins and outs of what it takes to put our favorite movies together. So I am excited to embark on this mini series journey with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the masterclass series. I'm not sure as to the frequency of it at this point. Um. But know that they're going to be dropping. They're going to be dropping. So our first one will be with Mr. Brandon Clark that you'll hear in the next episode. And I'm excited about it. So you guys, this is what my second, my third close. Thank you again. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.